Welcome to the JRD Hogcast. Your Razorback podcast for fans by fans. Here's your host, Dylan Lee. Join, as always, with his co-host, Jordan Russell. And their producer, Luke Griggs. What's up, Dylan? Burning you up. That's right. We're getting right into it. Coming in hot. This is the JRD Hogcast, but we are starting it off with our Burning You Up segment, which is brought to you by Ivan's Old Time Meat Shop in Rogers, Arkansas. You can reach them at 636-3636. We ain't got time. Huh? You offended? offended? I know. I had to. (laughs) Yeah. They're probably like, man, he hit buttons on there again, making his second mistake in a row. But no. (laughs) We coming in hot. Lenny for us to talk about. A little rant. I'm steaming. But uh You are. You're uh, red faced already. What are yeah. we in? Sixteen seconds? Sixteen seconds in. <laughs> in a little workout. Ugh. So and when I record in here, no fans, cause I don't want that noise. So no cooling. Dylan. We professionals. <laughs> Dylan running hot right now. Woo. All right. Man, so you're gasping and everything. Yeah, so I kind of just want to jump into this, but I also want to uh, hand it off a little bit to lead into my burning man. So, okay, humor me for a second. Sure, for about there's one, two, two minutes. Okay, okay. All right. I just want to take a moment to congratulate the U.S. soccer team on yet another World Cup victory. They're, they're doing a dance, and oh my God, the flag! What the? my god, she dropped the flag! Pick it up! Pick it up! Pick it up! It looks like a teammate have come off the bench. The flag is safe. Thank you, lady that I don't know. The most anti-American, anti-unifying team ever has won the World Cup back-to-back times. Congratulations. Should like question number one of the U.S. World Team be... Do you love America? Yes! That's how long it should take you to answer that question. If it takes longer than 0.3 seconds, get out of here! You had a chance to show the world that Americans are the best ever because we are and we're better than you. But no! People had to turn it into this. People pay! People pay! People pay! Of course! Now it's a gender equal pay thing, so let's debunk that right now. Equal pay is a myth. It's a myth! Women generated 13% of revenue earned in the World Cup, while men only generated 9%. So by your own definition, you should have earned less percentage of the money of the revenue that you generated. The problem, ladies, is that the men generated over $4 billion, while you only generated around 73 million. So you are welcome for your non-equal in your favor percentages of revenue. Because if you made the same revenue share as the men, you'd be making a lot less money. This is not about gender inequality. This is about entitled, spoiled, non-grateful American representative athletes running their mouth shut up and represent America or get off the team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> this this was definitely something that uh, got me going, and I 
pushed it aside, pushed it aside, and just kind of, all right, whatever, whatever. It, it, it hasn't, you know, okay, cool, not bothering me yet, not bothering me yet. They, they work their way through England, they're sipping their tea after, you know, making some goals and that good stuff. Then they actually win the thing, and then we have the parade and all this stuff, and it just happened. And <laughs> I was doing my research, kind of cooling off, that whole deal. And then shout out to Graham Allen, who that was, who had that little clip, little YouTube clip that he had on his channel. So uh, I had to just give it to him because that was all my points right there. He basically was on our Burning Me Up segment, our Burning You Up segment, I did it again, featuring Graham Allen for this episode. That's all I got to say. He did great. So, well, um, so hello. It's good to see you again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he pretty much, I just, I need the people, the listeners to understand, I didn't know that shit was coming. So I'm kind of uh, caught off guard here, but he did. He covered a very, very large, if not all, of my issues that I've been having with this. But uh, it's it's bad, man. They're they're using their platform for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. And as he mentioned, if, he was talking fast in case people weren't listening. Men get 7% of the money brought in during the, I think that's World Cup, right? Or is that? That was World Cup money and the yeah. revenue that is generated. So. Yeah. And the women get 13% more of that out of theirs. Mm-hmm. So technically speaking, they are getting paid more than the men. Yeah. There's this crazy thing that goes really well for business and sports and all of that. Basically anything economy ran. It's called supply and demand, folks. Yeah. So that's where this kind of hits. Unfortunately, soccer is, I guess, considered the most popular sport worldwide and obviously the highest revenue worldwide. But that's men's soccer. The numbers that are getting thrown around there. So the, the thing, and this opens up so many avenues because I also have the sports economy or economics, I should say. Uh, the sports economics of things when it comes to NBA, NFL, MLB, MLS, all of it, soccer, all that kind of stuff. Why, when this gets brought up, when it comes to, you know, the contracts and everything, why is it that the NFL and the NBA are kind of like the ones that get pushed together? You know, those are the ones that seem to be fighting right now when it comes to the money aspect of things and the contracts. But go look at the money worldwide that's being thrown around for soccer players. What? Just crazy contracts for them. This is off the cuff here, but isn't David Beckham the highest paid athlete in the world? Oh, no. No? It's Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, those those people. I knew it was a soccer player. Yeah. Yeah. Beckham yeah. just bends it well, apparently. I've heard. Uh, he, he's retired, but yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he's, see, that's soccer's. I watch a lot of it. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, so, I so shouldn't this, have hit you with some soccer talk. I am yeah. sorry. But it does uh, segue since we're doing burning you up right off the bat, pretty well into mine because it's kind of this um, platform that. Oh yeah, did these, you have something? I'm sorry, I did. I, it's okay. I'm just here, bro. 
I'm here for the looks, like I've said before. But the uh, the platforms that these these athletes are using, it, I mean, it gets into celebrities as well, but particularly athletes, they're the ones that get listened to the most for whatever reason. But goes into uh, Colin Kaepernick, and like, what'd you say that guy's name was? Date what the the clip you played? Oh, Graham Allen. Graham Allen mentioned it, you know, disgracing the flag and all that stuff. So in case you uh, haven't heard because you live under a rock, Nike, great company that they are, was going to do a 4th of July special shoe with the Betsy Ross flag, 13 colonies in the circle and all that. And uh, their CEO, Colin Kaepernick, he's not their CEO, says he found that to be offensive. So they pulled him off the shelf. And we try really, really hard, probably you harder than me, to keep this show very non-political. But what the crap? <laughs> How do you find an American flag offensive? Because when he started all that kneeling bullshit, he said he was fighting or protesting the police brutality and uh, oppression and all this stuff. But now he is actually straight up protesting the flag, right? Yeah. Pulled him off the shelf. And then as that dude mentioned in the clip there, the women dropping the flag when they're celebrating after they win and stuff, everybody knows you don't drop the American flag. You just don't. Mm -hmm. They're dropping them. Colin Kaepernick's wanting to pull them off or is successfully pulling them off the shelf. What the hell is going on in this country in our sports? Um, See, the Colin Kaepernick stuff, I, I don't know. It's almost close to conspiracy theory for me and the aspect of I almost think it was a manufactured publicity stunt because those shoes were released they there was definitely ones on the market that people could sell them they were going for it on eBay those sales skyrocketed as soon as they right. got pulled off and also the stock for Nike went through the roof as well like it did the last time they had a Ka Kaepernick involved thing a Kaepernick sighting because so, his football careers is gone. So ultimately, uh, this is Kaepernick keeping his name out there. This is also Nike getting their money out of a long-term contract that they got with Colin Kaepernick. So right. I understand the platform that he was trying to go for. It was completely the wrong way of going about it. We're and, talking about when he was still playing. Yes. Right. And it, ultimately, the stuff that he was doing when he was still playing, quote-unquote, was to try to save his career, I think. But that's probably unpopular opinion on that. And <laughs> Well, that's what we're here for, popular opinion. <laughs> and with all of that... It's simply because there's going to be folks telling me, and I know he's given to causes and everything of the sort, but for the most part, his following is that sheep. And they ain't, they're not looking farther past that. Right. And just Kaepernick, he ballsed up, stood up for people, blah, 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 which, whatever. If, if he truly ever did find police brutality and oppression, all that as part of it. Like you said, if you want to fight for that cause, go fight for that cause. Don't bring it into the sports realm. 
Yeah. Especially during the national anthem. You're you're a, you're a veteran. I mean, how do you how do you feel about that? I mean, you served for the this country and that flag, and this millionaire is out there saying that he's being oppressed because of this country. But aside from all that shit, the the Betsy Ross thing is what got me. That's well, I mean, I've sort of boycotted NFL for a hot minute there, but let's be honest, it didn't last long. But the um, like I said, you take it, you go straight after the flag at that point when you're you're saying you find that offensive, yeah, and that burned me up. Thanks for giving me my five minutes there. I appreciate that. It's, not it's a not problem. Funny. That is probably the. I mean, for me at least, I'm 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 gonna stay out of politics at least try. So, uh, that's I'll I'll, I'll give you a few episodes. So, I, here and there. Yeah, and there. I'm done, but. We will continue. Well, until some th- some other dumbass athlete gets up there and tries to bring the flag into it, and then we'll be back with more. <laughs> we, we never know. But, now, I don't know if you saw this, but and it's been a little bit, but um, I just saw the trailer for Last Chance You Season 4 is coming out. Yeah. And uh, it, it reminded me of... Jason Brown, who was the head coach of season three at Indy and coached Rakeem Boyd and all that good stuff. So a while back, he got in some hot water for a text message exchange with a German player. I don't know if you saw that, did you? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so Hitler and stuff. Yeah, it, it eventually, yeah, he, he said, uh, I'm going to be your new Hitler or something along that lines. And... <laughs> That uh, he he eventually resigned out of that, but what got real interesting is in the last few weeks he's been charged with eight felonies. Yeah, eight, eight felonies for trying to silence a newspaper, and his approach for silencing him was impersonating a lawyer. And <laughs> Jason Brown impersonating a lawyer. Yeah. So really, if you haven't watched the show, you got, I mean, you really got to give, you know, a few episodes of it because of how much of a character Jason Brown is, that head coach. And for a TV show and to get some eyeballs on it and keep people watching it, they couldn't have found a better guy. Uh, Just hopefully you don't mind a cuss word or two. <laughs> Or 20. So, on top of that, he's impersonating a lawyer, but it's not any lawyer. It's a lawyer from the Cochran Law Firm. Yes, Johnny Cochran. (laughs) The guy that got OJ off. You're going to impersonate probably a a lawyer from a lawyer's law firm. You know, the most popular probably lawyer. Kind of... uh... I know he's dead Maybe. and all, but I mean, he's got to well, be. If you talk a lawyer, it's probably gonna be Johnny Cochran. Like that's kind of the first name, at least in the sports side of things. Maybe pick one out of little small town Independence, Kansas, or something. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. So that's. Uh, and I think he was using like a Yahoo email address at that too. Like what? Like Johnny Cochran at <laughs> yahoo.com. Well, well, it wasn't Johnny Cochran, but like someone off of there. Yeah. So it was Joe Blow at yahoo.com. It's like, oh yeah, you're definitely a lawyer. 
Hey, you know you've made it as a lawyer when you get to use at yahoo.com <laughs> as your domain. Might, might as well have stepped up and just been like at AOL. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're going to go big, right? Go you big. Can, you can send your legal documents through AIM Messenger. Jeez, I'm, date, uh, I'm dating myself here right now. <laughs> what's AIM? Yeah, what? What's AIM? The hey, you say well, AIM mess? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of like ATM at that point. ATM machine. Uh, no, but I've, I've, I've legitimately, I don't know what AIM. You don't know don't what think. AIM is? It's uh, the so. instant messenger that AOL used back in the day. You remember instant messaging? I do remember instant yeah. messaging. Yeah, that was that was you AOL's. You know many girlfriends I had during that time? Oh. Never met them a day in my life, but hey, we talk every night. We talk every night. I think I got married twice <laughs> I, from a law firm. <laughs> At yahoo.com, actually, yeah, as luck you, would have it. You seem like the guy that would uh, offer some Nigerian princesses or something. Wait. <laughs> you, those aren't real? <laughs> Wait a second. You're telling me. Uh, hey. Uh, that I did not you, come into large amounts of money. So what's he, uh, what's he facing then? Did you, I mean, are we talking, okay. was he was, he, didn't he go to prison? Wasn't he, like, that was kind of his platform, like, I got out of the hood and all that? Well, he, he was from Compton. Right, yeah. He, he he was a white guy from Compton. He played the dope game. He mentioned yeah. that a few times in, yeah, during so, the Netflix stuff. Is I he mean, looking at, like, substantial, well, you said eight felonies, so yeah, damn. I would imagine. So it is four counts of blackmail, four counts of identity theft. They're all felonies, as well as two counts of criminal false communication, both misdemeanors. So in total, it's 10, obviously. There's that math for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Solomon Springs, what's up? What's up? Dylan hometown. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, if I'm right, felonies, aren't they like a minimum of 10 years or something? I mean, it's, it's You were security forces. So <laughs> you... I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a lawyer from Cochran Law Firm or anything. <laughs> so, um, Oh man, it's, it's, I know one. I'll, I'll holler at him, and be like, "Hey, man, what's Jason Brown looking at?" Hey, you're listening right now. Actually, tell me that next time we talk. Yeah. So, um, I can't imagine it. You know, being that, it, it's it'll probably rack up, but he'll probably end up taking a plea. Not, not that. So the the German guy though, the German player. Mm-hmm. You might not know this, but if you if you do, great. But. He resigned from that, but did anything come of that? I mean, that's kind of sort of uh, threatening, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said, I am your new Hitler to a kid that was... Having yeah, some trouble. Having he some trouble. He wasn't coming to class yeah. or practice or something, but... I mean, that right there, that's that's, that's heavy. The, the thing is, if you watch the show, too, it's kind of not surprising. Oh, man, when I read the Hitler thing, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, Go figure. That, that sounds like him because he used that kind of stuff. I mean, he wasn't basically, I don't know. For the people that haven't watched this, he was not a stand-up guy, if you haven't caught on to this. <laughs> yeah, he was exactly. foul-mouthed. He was very intimidating to those those kids because uh, he was basically, I guess, succeeding for the most part, getting kids out of, you know, they were troubled kids, met lost D1 scholarships and stuff. Kind of rejuvenating their foot, rejuvenated their football careers, and would send them back up and get another shot. Boyd, so included. in that aspect, yeah, Boyd, Rakeem Boyd. Uh, from that aspect, you know, good for him. But he was, uh, I couldn't have played for him. Put it that way. And the the funny thing is, uh, 
what was it, season one and season two, uh, when they were at uh, Scuba, Mississippi, and you're yeah. like, you're like, man, this coach is pretty rough here and everything. And, <laughs> I know. and then they were like, hold my beer. Netflix was yeah. hold my beer. We got a guy for you. You think and that they, dude's rough? They introduced us to Jason Brown, and he was and like, right off the bat, hold dude, my cocaine. Like, like the if if our producer was doing that show. Right off the bat from season three, it would have just been a long 16-minute beep, just... Whooping. Whooping, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, enough about that, idiot. Yeah, let's move on. What else we got? I'm sure. I need to kind of cool down a little bit, enough dumb-dumb talk. Man, you legit came in panting. <laughs> like, you were... You came in just burned up. I mean, that's hence the name of the segment, but you were... uh I stay, I, I stay truthful to it, you know. You do, yeah. I, I was legitimately burned up. That probably attains to you better, or pertains to you better than me, because let's be honest, I'm just, I'm kind of always pissed. <laughs> like, we're going to finish the season this year, 10 and 2, and I'm going to be like, bro. Them two. two games. Them two the games. The, oh. One, uh, I'm 52 to nothing, Alabama, I'm sure. Jeez. All right. <laughs> uh, well, we can we can talk a little bit. Uh, football with us. We got we got some uniform talk. Is you we know we have some uniform talk. I mean that that's at least like six wins right there. New unis, I think. That yeah, I mean low side of course. <laughs> or we can talk this uh US to, USA today linebacker list. I mean we can talk both. But which one you? I'm right uh now? I'm 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 actually undercutting you, and we have had this on the back burner for a while. I want to get this player exposed talking shit about Chad Morse. Okay. Different different approach. I do have a sound different. clip for that if you give me a second. Okay. So one. <laughs> all right. So um <laughs> do we have that article up? Or do we just want to give the gist? I got a screenshot and can read it to you. All right. So Will that work you, for you? Yeah, you want me to run this clip? Yeah, run that clip. All right, so this is uh, Drew Morgan, which is this is a s, you know, a clip from your girl Nikki's podcast <laughs> with Drew Morgan, and here we go. He was very welcoming to me. Um, I, you know, I have a younger brother that plays Grant, and you know, I was thinking to myself, man, you know, Grant's a walk on. Um, I'm thinking, Coach Coach B, you know, was thinking about giving him a scholarship, and then never did. And I was like, dude, Grant, just be patient, man. Stay, stay the steady grind mm-hmm. and stay after and grind some more. Be in the mornings, get there early, grind harder than everybody else. And just do that repeatedly. It's, that's going to be shown. Most importantly, take care of your grades. The kid's a brainiac. So I'm thinking he's a walk-on. You know, there's multiple walk-ons on the team that deserve scholarships. And then, boom, Chad Morris pulls out that video and they yeah. launch it. I'm thinking, Wow. I'm like, wow, that's that's really neat. Like, this is a pretty cool, interesting thing. Um, and so, all the negative stuff that I hear about Coach Morris and and him not doing dealing with walk-ons the right way and put him on the backboard and not right. develop relationships, yeah, I, was... I, I'm I'm kind of shocked about who said that. Um, I know exactly who did. Oh, and it was a real person because there. It were... was a real person. It was a real player, and I was I was you know I'm thinking to myself. That's tough. That's tough to swallow because I like this kid, and he was one of the guys that whenever I was in charge uh, up there playing, it was like he listened to me, 
and he he went with it and he was you know there was a huge like when coach Bielema was there was huge walk-ons were a big part of the team yeah. and that was kind of the tradition that Arkansas has um, and we welcome walk-ons like we want more walk-ons to be a part of this team because yeah. we're all brothers we're all family and that's the homey part of being at the U of A my favorite line the, the homey, homey part, part. <laughs> the homey part about being at the U of A so obviously he was talking about his uh little brother Grant on the first part of that and getting a scholarship finally and that was from Chad Morris because mm-hmm. he's a walk-on at that point so so this is uh this is all stemming from this uh Twitter handle right it's a Twitter handle that's giving well I'm about to butcher this anonymity mm-hmm. sure to yeah <laughs> close enough yeah to um football players to kind of speak their minds with obviously without having to be called out about things they experienced while playing or particular coaches, what they think about coaches, so on and so forth. So Arkansas seemed to be one of the first ones that I don't know if it was the first one talked about, but definitely picked up the most steam, it seems like. And uh, it's a player bashing the crap out of uh, Chad Morris. So I want to read this. It's uh, semi-long, but – I'll do my best to hurry it up. It says, Coach Morris has a high football IQ and does a lot to try to develop professional young men, not just football players. With that being said, Coach Morris did not try to develop any type of relationship with his players. Players hardly hear from him or see him unless there is a camera rolling. He constantly says one thing but then does another. No player trusts that he wants what is best for them as a person or player. Our team under Morris also lacked competition. He and his staff had predetermined the starters from day one of spring practice. It didn't matter how bad one of their selected players performed in practice, the weight room, the classroom, or in games, and our record of 2-10 and ten reflected that reality. All these uh, statements are true for scholarship players, but the way Coach Morris treated walk-ons was even worse. First thing Morris did was separate the walk-ons in the locker room by placing them all on the back wall of the locker room while the scholarship players were grouped by position in the rows of lockers. This coaching staff consistently took every opportunity that was presented to belittle walk-ons and remind them that they were second-class citizens in his program. Overall, Morris could be a good coach because he has good ideas, but he mostly needs to learn how to improve his relationships with players. Uh, so, you going to do it, or am I going to do it? Or I'm not we- putting you on the spot, but you said when we saw this, you said pretty much immediately who you think this player was. Yeah, so, um, and then Drew kind of helped me out with the investigation <laughs> in that whole <laughs> aspect, and... He was a strong leadership role, and I thought, well, how how do those kind of coincide? I know he wasn't a former walk-on, but also where he was at and probably his relationship with Chad Morris, my gut is saying Jared Cornelius. So, he Which also makes has, sense because he was the saltiest all year long. Yep, and he, he is pretty vocal, but also, I, you know, credit to Cornelius, I would say that he would come out and actually say that. He would probably go on Twitter and do it not behind See, the handle. See, so I don't believe that because he hadn't until that handle was presented to him. Yeah. So, well, he's got a he's got a whole podcast if he wants to. That's true. So if he wants to, we we lines are open and we will have him on if he wants to speak his mind. True that, but what do you what's your uh, what's your take on that though? Like, 
I think for me, being that it was anonymous, I think that's just cowardly. Of course, I mean, anytime someone go, unless you know, we take to extreme measures and lives on the line type stuff, of course. But I mean, you're done. Like you're not here anymore. You clearly didn't jive with the new offense all year. And I mean, honestly, he had some very bright spots, Cornelius, when he played, but he was injured all the time. Yep. I mean, that that obviously matters. So, I mean, if you felt that harshly about Morris, I want to know: Did you actually go and ever try to talk to him? Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm probably naive in thinking that. Uh, you know, he probably tried to have a conversation or two, or you know, maybe got blown off once, and he said, "Oh, they didn't want. He didn't want to do anything." You know, with me at that point, you know that first part, right? Of it, yeah, yeah. Where if only a camera was running, and let's be honest, and last year, how many times was the camera running in the background? Anyway, uh, I think it really strengthens the argument that some of the issues for last year was guys not buying in. I think, uh, and that's kind of where Chad's need to be for the first two years of kind of cleaning house and getting the guys that he yeah. wants in and that want to play his style of ball and want to be a Razorback. Later on in there, Drew, on that uh, podcast, he actually starts talking about um, picking schools, and he said that, and it's been talked about multiple times, you know, you you recruit, and when you're being recruited, you go to a school, not a coach. It's ultimately, you know, you, it's a big factor a coach is, but it shouldn't be your main one and that you should go there for the education. You should go there for the school. And that should ultimately be why you're committing to a school. And keep in mind that, you know, the guy that is the head coach at that time might not be the head coach at the end of your time at that university. So mm. it, it really strengthens, I think, the argument that there was a lot of issues with not buying into the program in Chad Morris. I just and let's be honest. Why would? Um, well, hold on. This this is gonna come out real bad. I don't want it to. But for the lazier athletes, and from all accounts, the strength and conditioning program escalated by huge percentage points compared to the Bielema era and the style of offense obviously uh, is going to be a lot quicker and all this. So for the lazier guys that aren't buying in, it could very well, the argument could be made, of course they're not buying in because they're having to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but I just wanted to, We like I said, we've been sitting on that for a while since, you know, we took a couple of weeks off and stuff, so. Get it out there. Yeah, definitely want to talk about it, but uh, let's do it. Let's uh, let's talk happier notes and the fact that maybe a little bit we have an AD that uh has definitely gotten his ear to the ground or at least eyes to Twitter and is listening to some fans in the talks of this, this these new uniforms. I think it's a home run. Yep. Um, if you haven't taken a look, they are Darren McFadden era, and that's definitely how they're being advertised. Yeah. Baseball I mean, bat and the wood. Yeah. <laughs> the wood at all, and all, and that's what they brought back. Um, the only real downside. Job. Yeah. 
The only real downside for me is the fact that there's an alternate in front of it, and it's not a permanent. Yeah. And we didn't see a, a you know, white-on-white way version of it. So I honestly think we should just go back to those and, you know, play some ball in there. And this kind of will lead into some Twitter dirt with me because the feed for the Twitter post for that was uh, pretty phenomenal. So we uh, we might dive back into the uniform talk when we get back around for the uh, Twitter dirt. But what what what's your take? I mean... About the uniforms just in general? The, yeah, the uniforms. So I told you when it was released that there was alternates. Well, actually, I don't even think they said alternates at the time, just new jerseys yeah. to be released. I told you I thought it'd be badass to have the Matt Jones there yeah. jerseys. And I've always loved those back in the NCAA game days, uh, football on PlayStation. Used to always make them, loved them. They were the red with the white stripe that led into the pants and white with the red stripe and so on. But um, that didn't happen, obviously. But I love these. These are just some of the best years in our lifetime. These, these jerseys were being worn. So I'm – I'm all about them. I have absolutely zero issues with them. Like, literally, when I saw them, I'm like, boom, perfect. Yep. So, the interesting thing is, for me, the whole uniform talk, and I think just how they presented them, and the whole media around it, because like we said, McFadden was, uh, the model for it was Trey Knox, who Mm -hmm. wears number seven, but he was wearing a number five jersey, and on the back of it, it said McFadden. Mm -hmm. Um... and he was holding the baseball bat, carved in, said that would. Uh, so I think a little subplot here when they did this, and I don't know if they meant to or what, but they definitely put the bait out there and put the bug in everybody's brain, at least mine. Should they McFadden's retire? coming back. <laughs> McFadden's oh, coming back. No. <laughs> uh, should they retire number five? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't. So who, um, who, as far as just like the most polarizing Razorback athlete, you could flirt with the word in history. Is there other than McFadden? I know for you probably just said Matt Jones in your head because, but I mean, no, no, Matt Jones was, but McFadden, dude. Two-time snubbed Heisman winner. We're just, uh, two-time Heisman winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the dude was the dude was electric and literally could do it all, and was. I mean, you hate to take away from Felix and uh, Hayden Hillis and all that, but do we do we win those games that we won without McFadden? No. Does the Razorback fan base get rejuvenated if it wasn't for McFadden? No. So, I mean, was it you saying that they basically don't retire jerseys? I mean, it it definitely seems like that. Yeah. I think if you look at how the basketball program, but I feel that this, you know, athletic department's a little bit different, but uh, the only real one that I know of is Burlesworth. And yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to the football side of it, they don't do it for basketball. They raise 
banners up to honor them. We saw that mm-hmm. with, you know, the championship team and Big Nasty and all that good stuff. But I think I think McFadden's a slam dunk here, and you just kind of keep the press going. Maybe you make that announcement, you know, at Little Rock, honestly. Because mm. of <laughs> the wood? Yeah. Um, the last time we wore those uniforms, the ones they showed, we beat the number one team, which was LSU. So. That's right. In the rock. So, I don't know. Uh, so, we, you know, we talk about Whaley mm-hmm. and what he said and stuff. But uh, I will say if there is a player wearing number five right now and 100% okay with it being Boyd, I think he's going to represent it as well as you can with mm-hmm. McFadden being the predecessor. But, I mean, let's uh, let's get this uh, – recording out there the show and this episode episode 26 and get it in front of your check and make it happen i'll send it directly to directly there is a directory so you can make it happen (laughs) but also let's let's shoot it out to the uh, listeners you think number five should be retired you can hit us up at twitter at jrd hogcast use that hashtag jrd hogcast you can find it or DM it if you don't want us to. We'll, we'll still say your stuff out loud. Yeah. So. But, well, I don't know. No, we've got to put that little. If you DM us. We won't we say will it. Assume, we will assume that means you don't want your name out there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So if you DM us and you wanted your name out there and we don't say it, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So. Uh. Kind of staying on pace with football, we've got the SEC Media Days, which uh, I early on I was I was kind of all about them. Honestly, uh, I think it was just because it was like, hey, we're getting we're getting closer to football here. Let's enjoy it. And then I just realized what it ultimately is. I mean, it is a whole bunch of press conferences, but it is getting us ready for football. But we've got three hogs that are going to be uh, representing and be answering some questions from the media and all that good stuff. You're going to have something like this. Can you do it somewhere better than Hoover? I understand SEC quarters and headquarters and all that stuff and whatever. Well, but if you understand that, then the answer is no. Yeah, Hoover. And come <laughs> on. Jeez. But uh, so we've got Sosa, Scooter, and... I forgot the third one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whaley. <King Boy. laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Damn yeah. it. So. I see what you did there. Yeah. You forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? I don't know. We don't have to talk about Yeah, that. we don't We don't have to talk about why. Um, The three, I mean, the first two I'm okay with, I guess. So, uh. uh well, uh, I'm not, I don't want to. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it's it. It's nothing bad. It's nothing yeah. bad. It's just you had better. Whatever. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. What are you it, looking forward to out of that, though? Maybe it's ultimately the like I, it. They tend to do seniors only on this kind of stuff, which I make you know makes sense and everything. But right. like a guy like Ben Hicks, I feel like everybody wants to ask him questions about, or even you know, I mean, he's not. Been practicing or whatever, but Starkle, he got 
I feel like a quarterback's got to be in the mix. You, you kind of feel like a quarterback <laughs> has to be, yeah. So, and but Hicks is a senior, going off of you know, yeah. bringing seniors along. Well, I mean, SEC media day is the first question, and they get keep because everyone, you know, they go through the gauntlet. They get asked from multiple people and same stuff over and over, and then they right. finally yeah. have the moment where they're at the podium and they get to do that whole deal, but. How many times is Chad Morris going to have to say who the starting quarterback is going to be? Uh, 43. 43? <laughs> just... was, this, was this a right right answer or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and obviously I guess where you're going with that is having the quarterback there would probably kind of snub that question out, right? Right. Because so, we all know it's barring injury, it's Hicks. I mean – there, there's, there's we some, all know barring injury it's there, Hicks. There's some love for Starkle. Uh, I won't be surprised. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh so, God. <laughs> uh, when I feel like you know the whole repetitive thing of SEC media days, and honestly, it's probably the most overhyped thing. SEC uh, media days. Yeah. The hype is strictly because football is right around the yeah. corner. That's yeah. that. that if you had SEC media days in February, no one would know what happened. Because, I mean, I can I can think of, let's see. So, Are we ha- getting a booth there? Are we getting a booth there? At SEC media days? Yeah, of course. We're getting Outside. interview folks, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Fully paid for by <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> so, um, I can imagine, let's see, how do you rebound after a 2-10 and ten season, coach? And um, let's see, um, how are you going to get back on the winning ways? There's going to be all those different variations of that. And and then, of course, what's your defense's response going to be? Because we got blown up towards the end of the year. Yep, yep. So, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking crap about SEC media days, but I'm – I'm going to be watching SEC media days. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, though, you wouldn't be watching it if it wasn't because football's right behind it, essentially. Right, yeah, I mean, exactly. But it's, with that. It's, it's, it's a very good marketing ploy by the SEC yeah. and to all get, the other conferences. That to get it. people to Hoover, Alabama. That's their biggest tourist time of the year, Dylan. <laughs> that and the Reese's Senior Bowl. If it wasn't for two a days like a decade ago or so, no one would know who the hell Hoover was in the first place. Oh dang, the MTV show drop! Wow. Yeah. yeah Don't think, tell me you didn't watch that. I think that was right after True Life, right? Actually, you were probably what like third grade during that time, so oh, maybe geez. you didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, oh, man, he didn't respond because it's true. It's, it might be too true. Oh, I, I'm, I mean. I might have been like fifth grade, <laughs> like <laughs> fifth or sixth, but oh well. Well, with all the SEC media comes uh, the gauntlet of preseason list and rankings and all that good stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you just a hypothetical with that little segue there, right, Jordan? So you have the returning. SEC leader in tackles mm-hmm. and on the Arkansas squad. I believe his name is one Scooter Harris. Dijon Scooter Harris. Yes, sir. Uh, 
Seems like a lock right there, right? What, Top being 10? the leading tackler returning from the SEC? Yeah, the most, you know, strongest conference. Yeah, to make the top 10. According National to linebackers? U.S. today. And, I mean, if he's not on that list, there sure as heck wouldn't be other SEC linebackers on that list, right? Well, I mean, right, because if that SEC linebacker who, again, led the SEC in tackles last year didn't make it, then why would others? Makes sense. Well, obviously. Oh, look, there's one at number two. Yeah, look, one one at two. Oh, uh, there's, there's one at five. Wait, they're from the same school, Bama. <laughs> and then there's one at ten, LSU. So, no Scooter. No Bas- Scooter. Basically. And, so, we've uh, got, I'm just going to run, I'm not going to name the names, but we got one to ten, Clemson, Bama, North Freaking Western, Michigan State, Bama, Oregon, Arizona. They play football? Cal, Penn State, and LSU. Well, yeah, I mean, Arizona, they got uh, Kevin Sumlin, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, no, I ain't going to throw shade his way. He he got screwed at Texas A&M, yeah. but whatever. Uh, but I do love the Pac-12 uh, names inside here. I mean... Not even just that they're in there, they're in the middle. Yep. You go six, seven, and eight with Pac-12. And I'm Scooter isn't better than Pac-12 linebackers. Spoiler alert, he led the SEC in tackles. Yep. I'm not even, like, I'm not mad at Dylan Moses because that guy's a baller. You know, definitely watched him. And same with Jennings. You know, the Bama linebackers, that makes sense. Makes sense. And we're not asking, we're not, you know, Scooter doesn't need to be number one. We're not saying well, that. No, no. But he's definitely got a spot in the top ten. For sure. So. Somewhere, I would say, from the nine to six, nine to seven range, probably, you think? Because oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know the Kalavin I don't. Re- I don't remember him from LSU. So. He's an LSU linebacker. He is at number ten, and I, I don't know him. him. I don't, okay. I mean, I, I got to hit the button, too, because I just ran right into my Twitter dirt. So Okay. Ready? Twitter dirt. There it is. That's mine. And our Twitter dirt is brought to you by Elite Mobile Detail, LLC. Numbers. You, gotta, uh, oh, you got that number? I was going to talk about that. 832-540-8013. Yeah. Check you them out on what? I was going to tell them to check out the Facebook and do all that. All that other stuff he do? All that other stuff he does. The scratches. Make them disappear. <laughs> hey, real talk real quick. He was doing a ceramic coating the other day. I was hanging out with him. And uh, I was like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know much about that stuff. But he's like, well, fill this side. This is just regular paint. This was like a car with only had 900 miles. So the dealership just did this. Yeah. And you run your hand across it. It's kind of like a gritty-ish. And he did the ceramic coating, polish and all that. And it was just so smooth. I was like, oh. Yeah, and that, well that ceramic coating, that, that lasts, too. Mm-hmm. Like, years, don't it? Man. He does good. He he, he <laughs> does very well. Because so, uh, I know it has to, like, bake and settle. Yeah, he it's a it's a 48-hour deal. I do know that. So, but, yeah, so that was mine, and that was brought to you by, uh, well, USA Today was my Twitter doc. That's who posted that, and that was via SEC Sports Talk, too. That was yours? Yeah, that was mine. So I have like a few. 
All right. Can you imagine the grumpy guy on the show has more than one Twitter dirt? Yeah, exactly. Right? Crazy, I know. It's insane stuff. So one of mine, and I don't know how many uh, how many people this is going to hit home with, but mine's Cole Beasley, and he's he's left the Cowboys. He was talking a whole lot of he I don't know he was running his mouth there for a while. I didn't really understand it. Didn't make sense to me. Uh, but he finally got his trade, goes to the Bills, and he says, I feel I can do damage in a system like this. A receiver in this offense is way more important than it was in my last offense. There's a lot more variety in what I'm doing here. Uh, homeboy led the team in catches two seasons ago. I mean, I, and I get it as a receiver. If Dak Prescott was my quarterback, I would just not be a fan. I mean, Dak Prescott is what Dak Prescott is. He's a running quarterback. 10 to uh, maybe 5 to 15 yards downfield is where he can make some throws outside of that. It ain't working. But here's the problem. 10 to 15 yards, 5 to 15 yards is a, you know, slot receiver realm. Do you happen to know what position Cole Beasley plays? Receiver via the slot. (laughs) Yes. And I don't know. Why why can't these guys just leave their teams and just not – talk shit. I mean, in Beasley's case, Cowboys are the ones that gave him the opportunity to play in the NFL. And if they did that for you, you you raised your stock, got you paid. Why are you going to be I don't I just don't understand. I don't understand why you got to be just I don't. You know what I mean? I know he was trying to get in the rap game. Does that mean the Cowboys going to be on a diss track here soon? Maybe. Mm. I mean, I did listen to one of his songs and it wasn't terrible. Be taking uh, shots at the old Jeff Garrett. Eh. Sorry. And it, uh, <laughs> if uh, you can see us right now, we're smiling and clapping because yeah. that's what Jason Garrett do. Yes, a lot. So of that. I've got a, I've got another one. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if you. So what was the prop in the uh, uniform stuff again? I feel like we've mentioned it a few times. It was a baseball bat engraved and said. That would. So, I'm not going to say this guy's name because he might just not know. He might just not know. Okay. He's one of those with, uh, what are they called? Emoticons? Oh, like the yeah default avatar? Uh, Avatar, yeah. 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 So, he might be a youngin. I don't know. But his response to uh, the Razorbacks post, the actual, you know, release of the jerseys was, so, is the... That would bat like our version of the turnover chain, or is it, or is this just something for this pick? Does anybody know that 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 flirted with the burning you up for me? I'm not like I said, I'm not going to say his name. And if you listen, please, please send us a message and let us know if I'm misinterpreting this or if you were legit asking that question. Well, it's. We didn't talk about this at all, which uh, we kind of keep these uh, segments away from us for the Twitter and then the burning you up. Those we want to have kind of off the cuff and have you guys listen to them uh, as we hear them as well. But the the baseball bat, the fact that you bring this one up is funny because first off, for all intents and purposes, during the spring, the turnover chain or whatever it may be, turnover trophy, prize, whatever you want to call it, Prize. was a 
belt. It was a mm-hmm. WWE championship belt looking kind of deal. Right. But I love the idea. If you're going to have one of them, I don't necessarily love the idea of that. I feel like, you know, you play for the ball and that's your trophy. You know, yeah, the when ball it comes that, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, but um, when it does come down to it, if you got to have one, the baseball bat isn't a bad idea. Stays with the heritage and history of the program, and it actually means something. Like, you know, no. Obviously, I I don't know if it, I mean, it might work its way onto a sideline. We can't, you know, we see that when you guys will see that. But for right now, I would say it isn't our version of a turnover chain because what we had was a championship belt all through practice. And I I really, I really hope we're misinterpreting that uh, tweet. So, I got another one. Okay. This one is called, uh, his handle is Year of the Pig. And his says, what a effing travesty. I see the old blue hairs get their way again. Must be the money. What? And I'm I'm assuming this is in regard to the uniforms. Oh, yeah, sorry, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of funny because um, I, I had a two that I looked up. So 1A, 1B here is uh, from at Maltese Razorback. And it says, y'all can bring all the hate my way. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you want, but these are hideous. And that was a retweet on the official Razorback mm-hmm. one there. And props to the comments and replies. You might actually be able to see one at ours, at JRD Hogcast. <laughs> that was via me. So, uh, but the replies didn't disappoint. So shout out to everyone in the replies on that one. But yeah. So going back to the whole blue hair one, um, I'm sorry, but, uh, Darren McFadden, not blue hair. Uh, who else we got on here? Mike Woods. Dylan, Dylan, you're, um, 25. I'm 26. 20. Oh, good Lord. You're getting old. Yeah. So 26. I'll be 30 in less than a month, but our fond, yeah, no hair, no blue hair, right? I'm, uh, like we were just saying a while ago, some of our fondest memories are from Darren McFadden and we were both still in school. Yep. Um, huh? Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) I don't, I don't get it. And I feel like it's becoming too popular on stuff like this. I understand opinions. You know, there's an old saying about that that I won't say. But uh, I understand everyone's got one. (laughs) And I just have a hard time with this whole, I'm going to be the guy that doesn't like it. And I'm going to be vocal about it or something like that. Because the majority... The majority of it, yeah, he just wants to be, you know, and I said it in the tweet, you want to be the cool guy. Oh, look, here's another cool guy. (laughs) That wants to hate on something, and the popular opinion across the board was just get back to your roots, and that's what they did with these uniforms. Well, because during, uh, was it Brandon Allen's uh, freshman year, those uniform debacles with the little... Just hideous, like the little, razor things on yeah, the shoulder pads where the hog just, should be. Yeah, yeah, that was just not. Ugh. 
That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, so. And, I mean, I'm looking at them right now, and I, if they're, that's that's what they should be. I mean, that's, Dude, they're, that, they're perfect. That's a, that's a Razorback uniform. And, uh, I, you see all the folks and I'm, I'm the names I was mentioning. Those, those were all folks that were in favor of it, of the uniforms and enjoyed them. And the list goes on. I'm sure every player in there, one that really stuck out to me was, uh, Oh, Jackson, <laughs> uh, wide receiver. I'm missing his first name right now. Uh, but brother of uh, Keith Jackson, the defensive tackle, and son of Keith Jackson. And he said that he loved them, essentially, and that he is so excited to be wearing them because his brother wore those jerseys. So that that alone should tell you, like, it, this means more than just a jersey to some of these guys. And there yeah. were some people trying to say, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to get us more wins. And, like, do you not understand how jerseys work? Sar- sarcastically, yes. I know I kind of said the whole thing, but they're, they're – Oh, well, of course. They're, they're, there some was, people were. Yeah, there was some that are, like, you know, worry worry about winning first and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, they're you know, the same folks that are saying this were hideous and – it kind of brought up a, another little side conversation in the aspect of what were the ugliest ones, and Anthracite was definitely up there. The uh, gray <laughs> yeah. jerseys, they were up there. I didn't necessarily hate them. And then a lot of people were hating on the Apex jerseys. I don't, you remember those? Where, so basically the hog were like facing down at the collarbone and doing this number. Oh, that was a. Uh, did Sterner get to wear I, some of those? I feel like it was part of Sterner. It was, I can't, late I don't, 90s. yeah, I don't remember yeah, the 90s. year right off the top of my head, but I almost want to say that those were probably before their time. You put a more modern yeah. look on those and you would have, people would have been loving them. And you had a, you had a uh, thought the other day. You're kind of like, screw it. Let's be the Oregon of the SEC. Yeah. So. In the aspect of, you know, apparently everybody wants, you know, to just constantly be changing them out and having a different co- I would like the idea of these right here being home and away, and then we Oregon the hell out of it with Different variations stuff. and yeah. stuff. Because, honestly, when you go to a solid base like this with the red and the white and uh, the all-white, really where you can have the fun is the helmets and... Also, that's also a money saver there. So, right, yeah. re reskinning a helmet and that whole deal ain't gonna cost nearly as much as redoing a whole outfit. So, or a whole uniform. And I mean, I I honestly didn't hate the uh, Jerry Jones tribute ones either. So, no, those the only issue I had with those were they were real close to crimson, real close. Yeah, there was there were some folks that didn't like uh, how close they were to uh, Ohio State too. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but there was also some people uh, going through these replies that said uh, they were because I only I thought I saw one, and while I'm scrolling through here, I actually saw another one. Uh, they kept making references like a boomer and like a sooner kind of deal, and mentioning OU and that kind of thing, and implying that these are close to OUs, and it's like it's a red jersey. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get that <laughs> so, stuff. And I don't know. It's, it's a. At the end of the day, it's a uniform. 
and this caused more, way more good, but the bad was real bad. I think I think I saw uh, Chris Chris Gregg, and I think he said it best, and it said something along the lines of, "Love it, gotta have Arkansas across the chest," which these jerseys obviously do. Right, yeah, and, that's that's a huge deal instead of just the hog. Mm-hmm. So, again, perfect uniforms. Good job. Way to go, athletic department, your check, everyone involved with this. And also, amazing job releasing them. There was a good video with it, yep. almost tribute to McFadden with it. Uh, just overall, good job, A+. plus. Got my vote. <clears throat> my, uh... My child's crawling in my lap here now, so sorry if you hear a little <laughs> little rustling in the background here. That's all right. So, you got anything else for us? I think uh, I think I'm good. I definitely got some got some stuff I'm bringing Sunday that I want to talk about, but uh, for tonight, I think we're good. That's all right. So, uh, for the JRD Hogcast, I am Dylan Lee. I'm Jordan Russell. Shout out. Uh, Producer Luke Griggs, and we're going to change it up. We're going to play it out with some music from Brian Kinder with Kinder Songs. Got a little uh, special one for us, so take a listen. Give them a listen. Fresh from Little Rock, it is Brian Kinder. All the way.